Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy, DD. Hope you guys are doing well. If you are doing well, here's what you guys can do for your boy, DD, tonight. What you can do is this. Leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes if you have an Apple product. If you don't have one, well, sucks to be you. I'm just kidding. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. So it can vary from Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. All these different networks that I'm on. I'm on 11 different platforms, so you're bound to see it. Just type it in the search engine, and I should pop up. Also, share this on whatever social media platform that you use, whether it be via Twitter, Reddit, so on and so forth. Just make sure you guys send it if you appreciate it, because if you share it, it shows DD, in fact, that you care about the progression of the show. And today, we'll be talking about news things that happen or news events that happened this past week. I'm going to change it up a bit. It's not going to be just one topic. It's going to be a few topics that are trending in the news today. I just want to let you guys know my opinions on this matter. All right. But before we get into that, guess what we're going to do? We're going to ask the question of the day. The question of the day is, do you believe that millennials are softer or genuinely softer than generations previous to them. Because I hear a lot about us being the snowflake generation, generation me, so on and so forth. I know that we retaliate sometimes and call the older generations and say, okay, boomer, as a response to them calling us snowflakes and whatnot. So I just want to know, do you guys genuinely believe that our generation if you're a part of it, but millennials and generation Z, do you think that we're softer? Do you think that we're more or overly politically correct? I know that was a mouthful, but do you also believe that we don't stand up and we're a bit mealy mouth or conditioned to be that way? So what do you guys think? I believe that our generation is overly offensive, offended, by certain things that they shouldn't be offended by. And it's like when you talk to people, certain times they always want to correct you on certain matters, even though those matters actually, in fact, are not substantial claims, in my opinion. Like I said, this is all opinion-based. It's not facts. Well, it's facts to me, but you can differ. You can push back. But I think my generation... Um, has been programmed to be this way um, because we were taught by a lot of the older generations because, like I said before, I'll say again, you can only learn what is taught to you. So there's not much that I could do or say when I'm five years old, even though I was a little bit of skeptical at that age and always questioning things. What intellect did I really have? I was just coming to the idea of what knowledge is. So I think a lot of it has to do with programming. You can see a little bit of a pushback by certain groups within my generation, as we can see how it much it... Because I would technically be a millennial, but some people say that I'm more Gen Z 
because I was born in 98. So I think the cutoff was 96 for millennials. So it depends on who you ask or what information you get. But for the most part, I would say I'm a millennial or Gen Z. Either one. Either or. But I think that I think we are a little bit more sensitive and it has a lot to do with the generation that taught us before. Now, I'm not saying everything that the generations before did were correct. I think a lot of what they did was wrong as well. But like you said, like I said before, and I'll say it again, you're dealing with human nature. You're dealing with corruption. You can't expect much from human beings. I don't believe human beings are intrinsically good at all. I think that we need to persevere and progress in order to become better. I believe the only way you can actually be good is if you are a Christian and you accept Christ because he is the essence and definition of what it means to be good or what goodness is, right, from an ontological perspective. And that's why I think it's hard because we all, like I mentioned last week, we all talk about this self-righteousness and we are not righteous ourselves. So it's just finger pointing. At least I don't do this, but you do that. And nothing ever really gets addressed because there's no solution. So I think a lot of it stems from that. But let's get it into the show. So recently, if you guys don't know, Gail King. Gail King. So this is Oprah's friend from CBS. She did an interview with Lisa Leslie. And I think it was approximately four days ago. And um, the problem is, is that she brought up one of uh, Kobe's cases or a case against him when he was alive, when he got in trouble or allegedly got in trouble for raping uh, a woman, which we all know is wrong. But we know that the facts that presides is that his alleged victim did not testify, so the case was dismissed. So that was a fair point. What a lot of people were saying about this situation is that it was not warranted. We're talking about Lisa and her relationship with Kobe. And that's the time that you want to bring up certain allegations against him. And people have made the claim that, yeah, okay, if he did it, sure, that's completely wrong. But you guys had so much time, so much of ample amount of time in order to question him after the case was dismissed to see if to further investigate. But after he died in a tragic accident, now is the time that you want to bring these matters up? It shouldn't be so. Now, I do admire um Gail King and her work in television and some of the interviews she did. And I think she has somewhat of an integrity in that aspect. But sometimes it has to do with the powers to beat that B. For example, the executives at CBS probably prompted her to ask these questions, even if she didn't really want to, because her livelihood would be at stake, maybe. But some people said that since she's been working there so long, she could have asked a few questions and even in that clip i suggest you guys watch the whole 
thing because in order to get the context of the conversation, just because I know a lot of times we're just too fast in this generation or in this time a day. And that's a problem that I do see is that since everything is so quick and there's so much information coming out so fast because of the speed of technology, we just take what we see and we run with it instead of sitting down and breaking it down. Because if you've studied journalism a little bit, you would know that when they had the printing presses, they would have to get the story, investigate the story, then go back and write it, then get, after they write the editorial, their exec or their, um, forgot the terminology, but the person that inspects their article would have to say, hey, maybe you should change X, Y, and Z, and then go back and then send it out after. So, and so many things could have changed since they pressed it, but this is all I'm saying is that since anybody can go on there now, like start blogs and start all these things, which is good because it gives more opinions, but what we need is substantial evidence and facts. And the facts is that the case was dismissed. And I think she did do her research, but she was just asking the question. I just don't think it was the right time for her to ask that question. She has the right to say it. Don't get me wrong. And I wasn't even offended because I've heard other people who genuinely believe that he did it actually and it's kind of disgusting if you think about it but they actually were praising that he died because they think that he got away with the rape but we would never know because the case was dismissed and it's because that the alleged victim not the actual victim because we don't know if it was true or not the alleged victim dismissed got the case dismissed because she refused to testify so we don't know what actually happened all we know is that he's innocent because he was not proven guilty. And that's why we have to be careful about certain things. And a lot of this stuff is brought up because like Kobe was such an influential figure. And yes, it, it tarnishes his legacy a little bit because he, he's associated with it. And that's why I say it's a, you have to be careful what you do and what you say. And certain actions, because they can have long-lasting um, effects on you because even when he was alive for the longest time no one was talking about it so I just don't understand why we're talking about it now when we could have done it dealt with it when he had a chance to defend himself and I think as soon as that is taken care of if someone passes on I think you should just leave the case alone like if you want to continue for example it depends on the situation but I would say that they don't have anything to defend themselves. They can't defend themselves because they're not here. So I would argue that maybe we should hold off on these um questionings because so many people are bereaving. It's not fair to his family. If the girl actually was, then we feel bad for her and we want justice for her, but we can't get it from a person who is no longer here with us when they had the chance to go through it, go through with it, and they didn't do so. So that's just my opinion on that whole scenario. Like, I'm not mad at her. 
like Gail King, she was just doing her job. A lot of people had questions and saying, why didn't she do the same thing for Harvey Weinstein? I mean, she didn't have the opportunity to get him. Okay. Um, that's number one. Number two, she did do something uh, recently. I think it was last year with R. Kelly to help vindicate the girls that he abused. So it's not like she's completely bad. Just read, just watch the whole thing. I think Les- Lisa Leslie did a good job into by deflecting it, saying that Kobe was not like that. He did all that stuff. But she said that, uh, I know Gail King responded with that and saying that, well, you're going to say that because he's, he's your friend. Well, that may be true, but at the end of the day, if she's saying Lisa followed up with Kobe wasn't like that, but I have friends in the same circle as him that were like that. The question then becomes, who are the friends that are like that? I would have followed up with that question if I was Gail King. But either way, whether, of course, if you're a person's friend, you're not going to agree with these allegations, especially if you know the person through and through. Right. We might not know the person in their entirety because it's hard to do that as a human being, even though you're close to them. But for the most part, you would see certain tendencies and not excuse it. Like I, I know certain people in my life, like some of them do certain things that I wouldn't find acceptable. And some of them do things that I do find acceptable, but I'm willing to see the truth of the matter. I don't think people are that blind to the fact if it's right in front of them you can try it's different when they don't do it in front of you but she asked them she asked her first like did he seem that way in any party so then for therefore you're basically begging the question that oh that he could have done this behind closed door but you just asked her whether he did it in public or not and she said she never saw him do it so i would say maybe too soon Maybe you should just leave it alone for now because it's not fair to him and his family because he can't defend himself because he's not here. So I'm not mad at her per se. Just didn't really see any sense in asking those questions. There's no merit to it. As far as... um. Other people concerned, I know Snoop Dogg went on and started calling her names and saying that she's this and that and she's a sellout. I think he should refrain from that because that's not helping the situation because now all his friends, his fans, are going to just see his clip and then just look at her small clip and then attack her. And she got slandered, bro. She got dragged on Twitter. And when I mean dragged, I mean by like a ragdoll type of dragging. And it's not... I understand where people are coming from, but certain things, you have to understand the whole context. You have to look at every side of the story. You have to look at why she said it and why she was asking the question. She was just asking questions. She's allowed to ask questions, guys. And I understand it's it's hard because Kobe affected so many people and inspired so many people. But at the end of the day, like no man is, or no woman, or no person is free from ridicule, is free from judgment of others. No person 
is immortal in that sense where they can dis- differentiate themselves or separate themselves from it. The same thing happened to so many people before him, and it'll probably continue to happen after. Because we're humans, and that's what sometimes we do these things to each other, which is not right. But at the end of the day, I'm not siding with her. I thought it was an interesting approach. I don't know. They probably should have thought it through again, knowing how people are very outraged these days. And it's not like people or generations before, it's not as though that they were never outraged in the past, but it just seems more frequently because if you look on Twitter, Twitter every now and again, follow your boy underscore DD to swap good, by the way, you can just see how many people actually get outraged over silly things. And speaking of which, the next topic of today's episode is the Super Bowl. Now, the Super Bowl happened earlier this week on the 3rd of February. I was at my boy's house. We were getting crunk. Like, everything was all good. Okay? <laughs> everything was lovely. Everything was crisp. Like, I love the Super Bowl. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, year. And because football is my favorite sport, I always make sure I'm not working that day. And that I get the day off during the Super Bowl. It's just one of those moments. Everybody has that specific day or time of year that they get excited for. For me, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the Super Bowl. So I was going into it not knowing the outcome. KC and San Fran. I actually had a theory that it was going to be KC and Green Bay to... Because it was a hundred years of the NFL, so it's just a theory. It's not true, but it was a a hundred years since the first Super Bowl since the league merged merged, and it was Green Bay versus Kansas City. Kansas City hasn't been there since fifty years ago, and I thought it would be it'd be Casey and Green Bay for a rematch because that first Super Bowl, Brett Starr, I think. Or no, Bart Starr was the court starting quarterback, and he wielded them to the first championship ever. And then Lombardi, which is the Lombardi Trophy, was the which is what is named over named after was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers at the time. So I thought they were gonna do something cool like that, but I was slightly right. I said KC was going, so I was one fifty percent correct. Not 100%. And then they have 49ers. And the 49ers, it makes sense, too, because they're also – they had a dynasty with Bill, Blair Walsh. Yeah, Blair Walsh in, Walsh in the 80s. And you had Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young, Deion Sanders, all those guys. So it's cool to see. It was a good game. I think if their defense didn't get tired regarding – um, 49ers defense, if their defense didn't get tired, then I p- truly believe that they would have won if they kept um, if they kept KC off the clock and if they were able to keep their offense scoring. Now, I did have a hunch that Jimmy G is not ready for this. And for those who are wondering, who, da- who is Jimmy G? Well, Jimmy G is Jimmy Garoppolo's 
which is the quarter starting quarterback for the 49ers. He's good, but I don't think he's strong enough to carry a team or have a defining moment yet. So I thought when it came down to the pressure or to the final minutes, which it did, that he would fold underneath the pressure and won't be able to do so. Because Patrick Mahomes brought his team back twice when they were down against uh, Houston Texans, which I would, that game was crazy because they were down 24 nothing at in the first quarter. And then Mahomes came back with his squad, his speed, his offense. It's like the Warriors offense. They can switch on any time. Uh, he came back and then ended up winning 51-31. So it's interesting to, for me. I think that was in the divisional. And then Tennessee, they were up 17. And then he came back and beat them 27-17. So it was cool. Like we knew, some people knew that he was going to come back and win it. I don't believe he should have won MVP because he was not even playing that nice that whole game. He wasn't playing that well. His QBR wasn't that high, but, you know, give it to the quarterback. I think it would have been – it should have been Damian Williams, which is the running back, or who is the running back of that squad. I think he deserves he deserved the MVP of the game. But, you know, it's not up to your boy D.D., is it? No, it's up to them. So, but the main issue of the Super Bowl this year was what? Do you ask? You guys probably know because it was trending on Twitter that same day. And their video on YouTube for the NFL got over 80 million views. And that video is now up to 90 million views worldwide. It was the halftime show. Now, if you ask me, I don't really like the halftime show anyways. I think it's just extra it started around the 90s because before, when they did have the halftime show for the NFL Super Bowl, it was mainly about like a concert, not really like a concert by a particular artist, but like an orchestra or a marching band and so on and so forth. So it was just regular stuff, right? Um, After... Then I think early 90s, late mid 90s, Michael Jackson did the first one. That was their first special guest. And then ever since Michael Jackson did it and blew the roof off the place, that's when they started doing different artists. So they had Prince, they had Beyonce, they had U2, I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they had U2, they had Black Eyed Peas, they had a lot of different people. They had new guys like Travis Scott last year and Coldplay. In 2016. And they had Bruno Mars. So they have so many talented people. I just was never really a fan of it. Actually, that's a lie. Sorry. Forgive me, Lord. I liked the Black Eyed Peas one in 2010. That was the first one I watched through and through. Ever ever since that, nah, I don't really care, <laughs> to be honest with you guys. I don't care at all for it it's sponsored by pepsi and pepsi if you're listening to this i still love you guys so um 
don't worry about it. You're not the problem, okay? You guys are good, okay? But what it was is just I'm not interested in seeing that because if you don't like the artist, then to you it's just a long 15 minutes. And a lot of people had, like, this year we didn't really know till later on because it was supposed to be Rihanna and then now they got – because I also had Katy Perry one year, but now then they got Shakira and J-Lo. So I was already looking at him like, okay, like I know Shakira. She's all right. She's pretty good. Uh, J-Lo, sure. She's okay, but I don't really, I don't care. Like it's not going to make me care about the halftime show. I don't, they would have to get Stevie Wonder or somebody for me to actually kind of be excited about it, but if it's not him, like, I'm not, I don't really care that much. And even if he was there, I still, like, I came here to watch football. But what it does is with the commercials that they have for the Super Bowl, with the halftime show, it brings different people involved with it. And they end up doing um a halftime show with Shakira and JLo this year. And it was very provocative. There's a lot of skin being shown. And that's all I have to say about that. It was, even though I was watching it with my friends and we were older, at moments I kind of felt weird watching it because it was kind of, it was a bit too raunchy for the Super Bowl. Not even a bit. It was. It was a bit excessive because it had a strip pole, stripper pole, and they were grabbing up themselves and stuff. And then they had men kind of look dressing effeminate and all that stuff. And it's kind of like there's children watching, and not only children. There's even if you're a grown adult, you don't really need to be seeing that on stage. I don't think that really benefits you in any sort of way. Like I saw Giannis and them tweeting saying, "Yo, this halftime show is getting me in trouble with my girl," and he he put a laughing emoji beside it, and it's funny. Like, I thought it was funny when um, um Shakira zoomed in and did the little thing. Like, me and my boys are just dying for, like, five minutes. I'm thinking about memes on Twitter and stuff about it. And she just looked dead straight into the, the camera and did it. I don't know if she was trying to get an appeal by doing it, but it just made me laugh, right? And then I know some people said it was... uh. Some people said not to laugh because it had to do with a culture or not, but it's like, okay, I get it, but it was funny. I get it, but it was funny. But overall, didn't really like it. A lot of, a lot of people are trying to actually sue the NFL and boycott the NFL and all that stuff. And if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not doing that because I don't have enough money to sue the NFL, a billion-dollar private-owned company. When it comes to these private companies, guess what? It's private. So you know what you can do? You don't have to watch the NFL. You do you have to watch an info? No, you don't. So I normally don't even watch halftime shows unless if I'm watching unless I'm I'm in a group setting where someone is at somebody else's house and they watch it. When they're at my house, I skip it. I don't watch it because I don't care. <laughs> and I never will care. Unless if it's Stevie Wonder. So if they get it, then I'll care. But until then, I'm not I'm not gonna care. Okay. And that's pretty much it about the Super Bowl. Like, I think it was a bit too much, too excessive. There's children there. Even if you're an adult, you shouldn't really be seeing that, especially if you're married. Okay? 
So that's not even like it's hard enough for a single dude like me. But yo, if you're married or you're a Christian, you didn't really need to be seeing that. I thought it, the Shakira part, like I said, I thought that was funny. But overall, and it didn't take away from their talent. Like they can both sing. Like I think Shakira's better singer than her. They can both dance. They both look young, even though they're forty. But you know. Plastic surgery does wonders, especially when you're wealthy. Not saying that they fully rely on that. I'm sure they have nutritionists and they work out and all that stuff. But, you know, a little sh- shots here and there wouldn't <laughs> would help them out a bit. But, yeah, overall performance, like, as far as the choreography and their sound and stuff, it was okay, whatever. But I'm not big into it. Wouldn't suggest most people watch it, so don't even go watch it if you haven't seen it. Just take my word for it and just focus. Like it's a bit raunchy. It's about football. It's supposed to be clean. It's supposed to be family friendly, which it was not at all. Um, maybe don't watch it. But I would say don't like if you want to boycott it, whatever. But don't try to sue them. I heard some guy on the radio say he wants to sue them. I'm like, yo, good luck with that. Just change the channel and monitor it. It's just simple. Like I'm not suing a company, a private old company. If it's public, sure, whatever. You have merit, but if they can do what they want, if it's a private company, I just don't have to involve it. It's just entertainment. I don't have to watch it if I don't want to watch it. I came here to watch football. And that's what I came here to watch. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I'll go into the next segment of the show called Wrap It Up DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you. So stay tuned. Welcome to Wrap It Up DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you for the for thou. So let's get right into it. So we talked about Gail King and her situation right now. I don't agree with how she did it. Really don't, but sometimes it happens, and it's a part of her business. You have, as a journalist, you have to ask the hard questions that people are not willing to ask or people are thinking about. But I don't think it was fair to Kobe Bryant, late Kobe Bryant, and his family. But like I said, it's 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 a tough business if you have to have thick skin. Don't agree with how people reacted, but with all the name calling and all that nonsense, she was just asking questions. Okay, it's not. Let's not just beat her up and kick her out of television because she asked her a hard-hitting question. Was it fair? Was it warranted? Probably not. And she even said that halfway through the interview, like, maybe this is not (laughs) the best time to bring it up. And Lisa agreed. She complied. She obliged. So I would say not the best way to do it, but... It's just the way it is sometimes. It's hard to be a G, especially a Gail King right now. Anyways, I talked about the Super Bowl and my thoughts about the game itself. It was a pretty good game. I enjoyed it. Patrick Mahomes is pretty sick at what he does. Best I've seen in a while. I still prefer Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, but, you know, he's still nasty, and I saw him when he used to play at Texas Tech, because Texas will be my future home. But it was not – it was a good performance. Like, shout-out to Tyreek Hill. He's nasty. Travis Kelsey, I modeled my football game after him. He's nasty. So, like, being that said, I would say it was – overall, it was a good experience. The halftime show was 
a bit excessive, a bit lewd, a little bit too provocative and raunchy for my taste. Don't think I need to be seeing that or anybody needs to be seeing that because like they were just touching up themselves and all that stuff. And they brought out a strip of pole and then, yeah, man, like the African dances are cool. Like they really did their thing, but like a lot of it is really uncalled for. Too fleshly, man. Like, yo, you don't really need to be doing that in public for a million people of people to see. I know people will argue me, argue with me, and say it's their right to do so. Yeah, but they should have put out a warning per se and say like, "Hey, um, parental advisory is." needed for this event because it could be very provocative and a little bit raunchy like nobody knew about that people said that there was advertisement saying it was them and but we didn't really see what they were going to be doing and no one's really going to go back and research hey this is what she does in vegas at her show or this is what she does in italy at her show no one is going to do that. So they're just expecting them to just do the regular stuff. But I think some discretion should be advised when it comes to certain things such as that. Because there's impressionable kids. Yes, kids can find certain things. I understand that. But as a parent, I'm not a parent, but as a parent, <laughs> you should also make sure you're watching what your kids are doing making sure that you don't give them free access as a if you're a parent you shouldn't give your child free access to the internet period because they could just search something up by mistake it's not like they're intentionally looking to search that up some cases they are but they're not intentionally looking or actively looking for these things and yeah they were bound to see it but just because someone something's bound to be seen doesn't mean it should be seen and here's what i mean is just because um here's a good example so just because you see an event in history right that occurred doesn't mean and you're bound to see it eventually at one point or another because it's just out there doesn't mean that it should be seen at that time doesn't mean it should be seen period if you think about it but people think that okay yo, they're gonna see it eventually so it doesn't mean that they have to see it now maybe when they're older and they are able to discern like certain because there's certain movies that we have certain certain um music that we have that is monitored either either by the fcc or different organizations that dictate whether it is suitable for a person in that age group is what I'm trying to say. So even if they're bound to see it, you're bound to hear about wars and or maybe in your life see a dead body doesn't mean that you should at that turn, certain age. So I understand where people are coming from. A lot of it had to do because I know some people are saying about kids, but a lot of it has to do also with religious purposes. Some people are Muslim, some people are Sikh, some people are Christian, some people are Jews, and they don't appreciate that type of um 
debauchery being exploited on their television. And I don't even think it really empowers women because you're just giving men what they want anyways. You think a dude doesn't want to go see J-Lo and Shakira shaking them, shaking up and jumping up and down half naked? Most guys would not refute that offer. So it's, you're just feeding into the misogyny or the patriarchy by doing that. It doesn't really empower you. You're just half naked shaking yourself around. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like It, it actually is more regressive in a sense because you're just giving the, the patriarchy what they want, essentially. So that was just my take on it. Like, I didn't even know what to think of it when it was happening live. Like, the only thing that made me laugh, like I said, is the Shakira thing. But overall, like, I wasn't a fan of it. You can miss me with that. And hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. With that said, hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you guys have a good, great, productive week. Do what you have to do in order to survive in this world, man. Because this, this world's a trip. I don't know if y'all know, but I know that this world is a trip. So hopefully you guys are doing, going to continue to do well. If you're struggling right now, don't worry, bro. Your, your boy DD is going to, or gal, got to include both genders. Um, I DD got you in prayer. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform that you so choose to use. If you're an Apple guy, Apple podcast works. If you're... And Android. Ugh. What do you guys use? Oh, Google Podcasts. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm not dissing you guys. But you guys find it on there. Also, make sure you subscribe. I'm not subscribing. Well, subscribe to my future YouTube channel, The Suave Kid. But also follow me on every social media platform you so choose to use. So that would be underscore DD The Suave Kid on all platforms. Not all of them. Sorry. Let me retract that. I recant that statement. I'm going to put it most things except for Snapchat. All right. So you guys can follow me there. And, yeah, you. I might even follow you back. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, just hit me up in the DM and we can chop it all up. And with that said, ending this episode on a great note, make sure you guys Work hard. Stay suave. This is your boy, Darius D, signing off once again. So just chill, just chill till the next episode.